Good morning, and thank you for joining us. My name is Jason Economou. I am the Government Affairs Director for the Realtors Association of Maui, and today I am joined by Councilmember Tamara Paulton, representative of the West Side. And um, Councilmember Paulton, please um, introduce yourself a little bit. Tell us a little bit about your campaign and why you are running for re-election. Sure thing. Thank you very much. Aloha mai kako. My name is Tamara Paulton. I'm a resident of Napili and I'm running for my uh, third two-year term in office out of a possible uh, five total terms. Um, I'm running for office, you know, prior to getting elected, uh, my whole career was as a county worker. Um, most recently with the Department of Fire and Public Safety as a lieutenant in the ocean safety section. And, you know, I've always uh, kind of paid attention to county government just uh, by the nature of my work, being a county worker. And in paying attention, I just thought that I had uh, a skill set to offer in, you know, knowing how the county runs and focusing on county level solutions uh, to help move us forward. And so uh, this past two terms, I've been the chair of the Planning and Sustainable Land Use Commission or Committee, and I've helped uh, the West Maui Community Plan get updated the first time in over quarter century. And I've learned a lot about uh, planning and zoning and all of those things. Um, not too much on the permitting side, although um, we're starting to learn more about that. And I've been a voting member of all the council committees for the past about three years. And also an alternate member of the Hawaii State Association of Counties and um, voting member of the Maui Metropolitan Planning Organization. So I'm just, you know, uh, trying to build on the knowledge I gained the last two terms and seeing what we can do to offer solutions for the county residents moving forward. Excellent. Now, uh, council member, as you are aware, because I, I say it all the time, RAM is the largest trade association in Maui County. Um, we have roughly 2,000 realtor members and over 100 affiliate companies that, um, by extension, we, we essentially represent them, their families, their employees, their interests overall. Um, with that in mind, why should the RAM community vote for you this election? Well, you know, like with any big organization, there's no um, homogeneous uh, points of view. And I think that um, not only the RAM community, but all communities um, appreciate my uh, showing up to the meetings regularly as my priority um, above all else and coming prepared, listening to both sides of the um, whatever issue it is and trying to um, seek ways forward. Um, I think I, for the most part, have an open mind because a lot of times um, on the really controversial stuff, I don't know what my vote is going to be until it comes out of my mouth a lot of times. Um, 
And so, you know, I just try to analyze all the data in front of me. If, if I don't feel like I have enough information, I'll try and uh, call my own resources, designated resources, and just um, really try to track down the information that I need to help me make decisions. Um, I'm, I'm fairly accessible. There are some times when, you know, we're just having so many committee meetings and council meetings that um, I need the night off to have sanity. Um, but, you know, if you call ahead and don't need a meeting like the next day, then uh, my staff can usually fit folks in. And um, I think uh, that's the best you can ask for, really, because there's nobody that's going to satisfy everybody 100% of the time. And so, you know, willingness to listen and work together um, is what I try to bring to the table. To your point, I, I want to say you you are one of the, the easiest people to schedule a meeting with because your staff is super responsive. And also, um, to your point, even when you are the person that put forth the, the legislation, what I love about um, about your approach to it is that you're willing to to adjust your position or change your mind based on new evidence. And, you know, we would think that that's something that everybody would be willing to do. Um, but, but you don't get too entrenched in your camp when, when you come up with an idea. And, and I just really appreciate that. So I, I want to, you know, you're not just talking politics, you're being honest right now. So I appreciate that as well. Um, moving on to, to the next question. And this is one that, that has been a major election issue. Every time that you've been elected, it comes up all the time, which is the housing crisis. Um, we have a lack of inventory pretty much across the spectrum, except for luxury. Um, we need housing, in particular workforce housing, affordable housing. Um, and, and what I wanna ask you is, is one, what do you view as the causes of the housing uh, crisis? And what policy changes do you wanna see to address the housing crisis? Oh, good question, and, and it is complicated. I think if it were easy, it would have been fixed already. Um, but realistically, I think we are making ground. If you look from the Arakawa administration to the Victorino administration, despite um, having a global pandemic and all the ramifications of that, there are um, quite a few projects that have come to fruition under the Victorino administration in comparison to the Arakawa administration. So I don't want to like, you know, try and um, down this administration because at least there are projects that are getting um, done. Kaya Ulu o Kupu Ohi, we just had the drawing. There were a couple projects in Kihei that had lottery drawings. The um, 12 unit um, by the university got done under this administration all while dealing with the pandemic. However, um, that being said, I think a lot more can be done and it, a lot of it um, begins with the, the administration leadership. Um, I met with this group recently uh, that was making a play for the um, acreage around the Kihei police station, which is county owned ag land. And um, I really liked their proposal, the things um, that they were proposing. 30 to 140% AMI range um, between 600 and 1200 units possibility. 
and that it would all be held in a land trust with uh, shared equity. And so, you know, those types of proposals, um, we need to do everything we can to move forward. Uh, the issue Corp Council said was that you can't just, you know, pick who sounds good. You need to put out a request for a proposal. And, um, you know, when I heard that, I was like, well, what are we waiting for? You know, why, why is there no request for a proposal? And that's not something the council can do. I mean, the council can, you know, help shape what it would look like maybe if we're allowed to. But I think those types of things, you know, where we know we want um, workforce or local housing to be, then we need to pursue it like quickly and not, you know, drag our feet. And once we know what the, the obstacles are to doing it, you know, just knock away at it, you know, like, okay, we need to put out a request for a proposal. Oh, what about this proposal that we like, but what else would we like to have and things like that? Identify county owned land. Um, and, and, you know, like I said, I'm, I'm not super familiar with the permitting process. Um, but I do know that we recently switched over to maps, the automated uh, permitting process. And, and I think that, you know, we should, we should kind of um, have a session with local contractors and builders and, and get feedback from them on what works, what doesn't work and how to streamline it. Because, um, you know, many of us elected officials haven't had any experience going through it unless it's like, you know, within our own households and things like that. I I live in the SMA area and, and we tried to do an extension and it took forever because um, the person in the SMA office was on vacation or out sick or something. And so, you know, what, what kind of workarounds do we have for all these uh, blockages? Um, and and it's it's difficult because here I'm talking about things that are not within the council's purview, it's within the administration's purview. But I think if everybody's um, you know speaking about this as an issue, then then you know all we, what we can do is bring it to light, you know, and offer a solution and suggestion if the administration is willing to hear us out along with with the people, you know. So. On the council side, um, you know, we had we had a proposal from the administration to allow apartment housing in heavy industrial. And personally, I thought that was not the way to go. I think, um, you know, if if we identify Ka'ahumanu Shopping Center as a place to have housing, then let's pursue that and let's pursue it, you know, quickly with a lot of community outreach but not just a blanket statement, like to allow apartments in heavy industrial because of, you know, the noxious uses. And, and if the uh, shopping center says they don't want to pursue noxious uses, then let's take it off the table. Let's not wait for apartments to be built and then have them say, well, we can do these, we can do chemical manufacture. We can do these other things by zoning. You know, it, it's not really, it's setting uh, future council members and future communities up for that kind of conflict, which um, is unnecessary if at the time when they're building the apartments, they um, say that they're not gonna use that 
usage anymore. So I think, you know, just a lot more open discussion on all levels from the developers, from the administration and the council. Um, one of the council's main complaints when that um, proposal came through was that we had no, no advance notice of what was being proposed. And um, we just got it with a with a 180 day deadline. And, you know, the planning department asks us not to just forward things to the planning commission so that they have some sort of background. And, and you know, we just request that same kind of courtesy. Excellent. Um, you know, one of the other major issues, and especially being, you know, out of the West Side, you, you understand this one, um, it's tourism. So even before the pandemic, a lot of people were concerned about over-tourism. Um, the pandemic really just shined a light on, on what it is, you know, the, the real numbers, how many people that is, how many cars that is, uh, and then seeing them all come back, it was this, this big fear that we're a little over-reliant on tourism. Um, what are your thoughts about Maui's economic dependence on tourism, and, and what sort of policies do you support to, to see diversification into other economic sectors? Um, and, and if you wouldn't mind maybe telling us what you see as, as the other areas where we can diversify our economy outside of just tourism. Sure, um, you know, I think that tourism is here to stay um, unless uh, jet fuel runs into issues or um, we have catastrophe because of uh, sea level rise, shoreline erosion types of things. So unless um, there's major catastrophic global events, tourism will continue. As we've seen with the pandemic, that was kind of a catastrophic global event. And so um, for me, I think that we should utilize tourism to, to kickstart our economic diversification in a way where we produce many of the things that the tourists use locally. And then if, if we no longer have tourists, then those locally produced things will be available for the residents in terms of you know, farm to table type options. Um, I've said it many times, but it, it, I mean, it does seem to be getting a, a little bit of traction with um, some of the lay making companies, but stop the import of the purple orchid lay, you know, that's um, an industry that is uh, local in origin, but somehow got exported um, and, and it could be something that everyone could uh, profit off of if, if we, you know, just made, made lay here. And there's some that, you know, there can be in-season flowers, there can be out-of-season um, invasive type lays. Um, I had a haulikoa seed pod lay that's um, survived over the years. And I just think it's great, um, you know, along with like keep the invasive initiatives can be on like every menu and you're doing something good for the aquatic environment by eating these invasive fish that um, eat up to 259 endemic fish a year and compete with our fishermen. Um, if we can uh, coordinate with the state and federal government to get our own USDA certified inspectors 
and turn the access their problem into an access their solution where we feed our local people we can make value-added products access their burgers sausage whatever you know and and you know replace replace potatoes in our diet with ulu. This um, area that I'm from is originally called Lele and it was known, it was famous Kamalu Ulu O Lele, the um, shade of the breadfruit tree. All of that can be like instead of potato mac salad, ulu mac salad, you know, or whatever have you, ulu fries, ulu chips, and and make that be in uh, like a value added product that tourists can take home. And in the absence of tourists, maybe we can export through Amazon or, you know, buy local. So I think those are initiatives that have been happening and, and little bit by little bit gaining traction. Um, also during the Arakawa administration, there was talk about waste to energy, but that one was a little bit shady because that was the company he consulted for in, in between of his um, mayoral terms. So just, you know, try and pursue uh, solutions to problems that can become economic diversification because really I, I don't think the purpose of economic diversification is just to make more money. It's, um, you know, really to build resilience and we can build resilience by looking at our problems and turning them into economic solutions like uh, managed retreat and the construction industry. You know, they really want to build more hotels, build more hotels. But like you said, we're already feeling the strains of over tourism. And so, you know, I'm, I'm trying to promote a cap and trade system where like you tear down some of the hotels that are falling into the ocean and you make that like instead of the commodification of housing, the commodification of the right to do transient accommodations. And that can um, that can be an asset that they can sell or make money off of to build new hotels by tearing down the ones that are already falling into the ocean. And then, you know, the construction industry will have jobs on the build up and the tear down. And then also, you know, there is a, materials recycling facility, I think, in Kihei. And so that's the type of things we need to promote and help and see like what more can we do to usher this along. But, you know, a lot of these ideas, it's not something that you can legislate, you can encourage and and things like that. So um, just, you know, keeping abreast of the opportunities, putting it out there, like I think every Every year I talk about homemade leaves rather than purple orchid imports. But um, recently I've had the opportunity, you know, when we do ceremonial resolutions to put my money where my mouth is and, and purchase poor Kenny Kenny leaves from a local vendor or tea leaf leaves from a local vendor. And that option, I don't know that it was there the first year that I was in office. Um, I did pay a local vendor for, uh, to make the ribbon leaves, but um, just this term, I've had option to purchase flower leaves from a local vendor, and I was so ecstatic about it. You know, I I don't think I've had a candidate really put um, economic diversification and resiliency together in in the the same sort of way that you did, and I really like that idea, where where 
having these other industries grow, it kind of goes into the idea of the circular economy, which gets talked about a lot. Um, and and yeah, I like the way you framed that. I've, I'll be honest with you. I've kind of poo-pooed uh, value-added products in the past because, you know, tourists are the ones who buy the value-added products. But it's also nice to have the the capacity to feed, you know, an extra 100,000 people um, every now and then when when things go bad. So that's great. Um, you know, you've, you've been generous with your time, so I only want to ask you a few more quick get-to-know-you questions for people who, who might not be that political in the past and, and don't really have any sense of, of Tamara Paulton as a person. So, uh, it's rapid fire. Where'd you go to high school? Hilo High School. Who's the mascot there? Vikings. The Vikings. That's a terrible mascot for out here. <laughs> Sorry. It's good for the mainland. It's like, but you're out here. Um, okay. Are you a homeowner? Yes. What kind of music do you listen to? Um, recently, I've been listening to a lot of love, peace, and harmony. But other than that, I like Hawaiian. Of course. Um, what, what's a book that you love? I like um, James Mishner's Hawaii, but I uh, totally skipped the first chapter because <laughs> um, it's that didn't interest me. Um, also, what was one that I read recently? Um, Three-year three club or something. It was about, um, I think, Coach Sakamoto and all the kids that swam in the ditches. That was a good one. I was a swimmer. <laughs> of course, lifeguard. Um, what's your comfort food? Ice cream. Oh, what flavor? Pistachio. Oh, I love pistachio ice cream. Um, and and I, you know, hmm. Do we have one more question? Ah, do you have any pets? Any pets? Yes, two dogs. Uh, a pocket pit and a sharpie pit. I love pets. Um. All right. Well, that's all the questions I have for you today. It's been about 20 minutes. You've been super kind with your time. I know you have to get to a council meeting that has been recessed. And um, I'll just give you the last, you know, 30 seconds or, or however long you want to, to make a, a last statement and say goodbye. Thank you. Um, my website is www.tamarapalton.com. I'm on Facebook. Um, I have three accounts, uh, council member Tamara Paulton. Mara Paulton for Maui Council and then my personal account, which is just my name. And I'm on Instagram as Tamara, the number four Maui Nui. And um, I'm hoping that I can uh, run for office to be your elected representative. You can vote for all nine council districts. And I'm, uh, you know, just working on uh, learning more and serving better. Thank you. All right. Thank you so much, Council Member. All right. Cool. Thank you.